Did you hear the leather podcast today? The one with Reddit? Yeah. When he basically just called out everyone for being a bitch. <laughs> yeah, and then he described uh, some of his veterans from when he was younger. And he's like, oh, yeah, 40-year-old Jared Jeffries and 40-year-old <laughs> yeah. Watson. The people did some research after the fact, and they were like 31 and 32 at the time. <laughs> Yo, Jared Jeffries <laughs> is not that old. 40. He, did not, he did not stay in the NBA until he was 40, that's for sure. That guy was not good enough. Oh. <laughs> yeah, whatever. The, but when you're like 20, everyone who's over 30 seems old as shit. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Hoops Corner. I'm your host, Peter Tran, and on the line, the Iceman himself. I'm going to say you're released from the dog pound. Josh Cohen, how you doing? Doing all right. Still not released from the dog pound, but uh, we're here, baby. Oh. Maybe you'll get released from counseling soon. The banger in the paint, our residential medical expert, Rajan Walia. How you feeling? You know what? Uh, NBA basketball, last 20 games. Feeling kind of nice, Peter. Um, I see you rocking the hoops corner gear, repping it here. So I gotta get me one of those. I got you. Let me let me find the plug yeah, for yeah. you. <laughs> um, well, I guess we're recording on like the perfect day because earlier today just happened to go with, coincide with when ESPN airs the the jump, not the jump, NBA Today. My bad. It just happened to coincide with the timing. So you know, sneaky ESPN and NBA connection there. But John Morant came out that he has been undergoing counseling in Florida. Great. Hurrah. And then like half an hour, an hour later, we get the tweet that says he's suspended for eight games, of which six games are already done. So John Morant's coming back next week is all I'm hearing. Josh, when was the last time you went some sort of lifestyle changing Something so miraculous that happened to you over the span of a week and a half where it just changed everything in your life. I mean, based on the reporting, it seems like he was there for a day until that last report came out. <laughs> seems like he was just like, you know that um, Simpsons meme where um, Abe Simpson walks in the burlesque house and he puts his hat <laughs> on the hanger and then he does like a loop and then he gets his hat and walks back out? That's exactly what John Morant did. 100%. <laughs> But yeah, I, was I mean, not good so- for him, except, except for a hat. It was just like hanging up his gun on like a coat <laughs> rack. Or, or a gun rack. It was in Florida after all, right? <laughs> true, Wasn't his true. gun, though. Probably just went to the gun range and came back. Wasn't his gun. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> not his gun. Clearly. There was so much evidence saying that he didn't bring it on the plane. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's honestly a good thing for the NBA that he's coming back this soon. Um, and I'm excited to see him come back. He may not be back for the, you know, the big showdown between Memphis and Dallas on Monday because he still needs to go through conditioning because apparently he has not been playing basketball at all since he's been on his, uh, little vacation. It's been a it? week and a half. Yeah. Like they make it seem like it's been so long that John Moran hasn't played ball, but like a week and a half. Yeah. They come made on, it seem like it was like a Lindsay Lohan situation where he's out for like <laughs> months doing counseling. <laughs> Yo, did, yeah, has he been in rehab for that long that we just didn't notice? Well, one day might be long for Ja. <laughs> Is T. Moran still in Florida too? I just find it funny that he had to go to Florida. Like, uh, like what? Did he hit up all the strip clubs <laughs> and get it out of his system? Like, toured them all or like <laughs> hang out with James Harden on the DL and realize how to like professionally go about his business? Like, I don't know. I, I just find it... Uh, it 
it's I'm 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 glad he's back. I think there's obviously a bit of a a show there, and I guess he's just gonna have to to live a little under the microscope for the next couple of weeks, probably the next season or two. And hey, it's it's good for the NBA as on the court, but I I don't really buy into this. He's a reformed man, and he's gonna show the NBA what he's all about, <laughs> like. Like, again, I don't think he was a bad person. He just did something that he wasn't supposed to do. That's a, that's a good synopsis of everything. He just, he done fucked up. That's it. You fuck around, you're going to find out. And uh, you find out with an eight-game suspension, apparently, and that's about it. The NBA pretending to really care about what their players do is good stuff. Good job, Adam Silver, for chilling on this. The NBA cares, right? But, yeah. <laughs> NBA cares about their money. That yeah, they do. Sponsorship. That they do. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, we're all we're all here for it. We all want John Morant back on the floor. Yes. Yeah. Um. I guarantee you, if Kyrie is playing that game, Jaw's gonna play. Imagine that comeback of both point guards. <laughs> Ooh. Come on, man. Why would John not play that game? It's not like he has to do that much to ramp back up. Like you know, it's two thousand twenty-three. Reconditioning is everything, right? Load management. <laughs> my, my load management was too hard i gotta slowly get back on the like floor. theoretically he's probably missed the same amount of time as like missing one game before the all-star break and the game after the all-star break like that's equivalent to number of days missed probably like a nine nine day stretch yeah. has it been nine or ten days he'll probably miss up to two weeks Yo, Jake Crowder sat like six months of the year so far, man. John Moran can come back. Play him off the bench behind Tyus Jones. Teach him a real lesson. But uh, more importantly, with the Grizzlies, like, they clearly aren't anywhere close to the cream of the West. Um, obviously, the injuries. We talked about Brandon Clark, Jaw now getting suspended. This whole Dylan Brooks, I want to be a man. Like world tour i don't know what this is um but the grizzlies are like really capped out i think they won't even end up making it out of the first round depending on if they end up like end up somehow playing a team like the jazz or okc um who probably won't make it but i don't know i just feel like the grizzlies were all this young exciting team a pretty good start to the season and now they've just completely imploded I mean, if we're just talking basketball here, they're actually in a pretty decent position because they're in the 2-3 range, and that helps them avoid Denver, and it helps them avoid uh, Phoenix. But, you know, as you mentioned, in the first round, I mean, we're all hoping that they get Golden State in the first round, obviously, because that would be a phenomenal series and be hilarious at the same time. Especially if Memphis won. That would be so beautiful. And then seeing Dylan Brooks, like, <laughs> celebrate in front of the Warriors bench and celebrate in front of Draymond. Oh, man. He's he's going to do the Pat Bev from last oh, year, sure. man. He's going to get up on that table. He's going to take his shirt off. No undershirt either, just straight, like, No, straight no, he belly, has a white on underneath, for sure. Nah, man, not for, a, not for that series-winning game. You guys... That series clincher. He's, and he's, imagine if he hit one of the biggest shots oh, in the game. Like a no. Imagine if he actually hit a shot in the game. A shot. Oh. Hits the first layup. He's there in Memphis asking Phoenix the fans chest. to throw him a beer and then just smashing yeah. it together. Like stone cold. <laughs> Full stone cold. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. I mean, he hates sleeves as much as stone cold did. Oh, yeah. Yo, sleeves suck, man. 
Don't don't lie. Sleeves are awful. It's you true. don't want to play ball on a sleeve. Come yeah. on now. Um, sorry. Speaking of, this is totally random, but I went to the Nuggets uh, Raptors game yesterday, and there was a chick who was walking down like an aisle or something, and she legit looked like she was wearing a shooting sleeve. She had like a Pascal Siakam jersey on, and she had one of those tank tops that like cut off here. So it looked like she had one like one arm sleeve. It was obviously a shirt, but she looked like she had the Jamal Murray sleeve oh, wow. going on. Did she have basketball shorts on too? Uh, I don't know. I didn't look that low. <laughs> Eyes up, Josh. <laughs> Sounds like wife material. No, <laughs> yeah. it's good stuff, man. Um, yeah, the the West is just like completely free falling, right? I don't think anyone in the West, other than Sacramento, is exactly happy with where they stand. Denver's on a big losing streak. Uh, Memphis, we've already talked about, is just imploding. The Suns obviously lost Kevin Durant hilariously after our last podcast. I called it, but he's got to be out until the last week. Yeah, yeah, you did. And he's out until the last week of the season now, at the best, last week of the season. So what? We're looking at maybe the Warriors doing decently if they can come back normally. But with their road record, it's kind of shaky. The Clippers the Clippers are the Clippers. So, you know, whatever. We'll see how their guys do. All that to say, no one is really comfortable in the West except for the Sacramento Kings, right? Your Kings, eh? Like they're the only ones who are feeling themselves. No one else can be that confident. That's all I'm getting. Yeah, but I, I think you look at teams like if, that have some experience who have been there, like Golden State, um, or teams that have made playoff runs before. Uh, again, like Dallas last year, that they actually made some waves in the playoffs, and obviously they're not having as good of a regular season, but they're still dangerous. When you have Luka, you're always in the game. Um, but like I look at Memphis, even if they end up in the two or three seed, they're likely going to end up playing what the Golden State Warriors, the LA Clippers, potentially the Lakers, um, the Mavericks, maybe like those aren't great matchups for them. And again, with jaw coming back with Brandon Clark being out with just question marks about Dylan Brooks's usage, like, I, I expect them to be a first-round exit as a top three seed in the West, which is kind of disappointing. But, hey, maybe they've just been a bit overvalued or maybe they just had some bad luck in the sense that a lot of bad things happened in a short period of time. Yeah, on the basketball side of things, I think the biggest issue for Memphis, like it's always been, is their half-court offense. It's just bad. Um, but, you know, with John Morant back... I think they match up pretty well with the Lakers, especially. Like they would, I think they would just destroy the Lakers, to be honest. And uh, the Mavericks are the toughest matchup for them because Luka has just always dominated the Grizzlies, and they just slow the game down to a halt. And they just can't stop him. And playing at a slower pace like that, where Dallas doesn't really turn the ball over too often either, I think Dallas will win that series. But it all depends on matchups, like you mentioned. So. I think it's being blown out of proportion a little bit um, in terms of their potential slide. Um, but I think later on in the year, like I think they're going to ultimately get the two seed most likely. If not, again, the three seed. And if they win that first round matchup and say Sacramento somehow pulls it out, I take the Grizzlies over Sacramento in the series. Yeah, but I think what is their best matchup in terms of teams that are going to fall below the five seed? Lakers. I don't think so. Like if you... 
I think the Lakers are the best matchup for everybody. Let's yes. be real. And I am absolutely, I'm so tired of the national media saying, oh, the Lakers had this roster to start the year. They would be a top four seed. Oh, watch out for the Lakers. They're contenders. Like, get the fuck out of here. This, this roster is okay. <laughs> and LeBron's coming back probably later than Durant. And we expect this team to actually not only get out of the play-in, like nobody's even talking about that. Like they have to most likely get out of the play-in unless they somehow miraculously get. I mean, they have a pretty easy schedule, I guess. So maybe they will be a top six seed. But, you know, if they have to play in the play-in, anything can happen. And there's going to be some good teams in the play-in too. LeBron's going to come back before Durant. LeBron's yeah. faking it, man. I'm saying that. LeBron's <laughs> faking it. I don't know. I can't. I can't. He's I chilling. can't comment to that, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I do think the Lakers are... He heard a pop. Come yeah, I, I think in the foot, it's a bit weird. But um, I think the Lakers are probably the best matchup, but like the West is funny enough. Like They're probably considered to be the better conference this year, like overall, have been historically in the last 20 years. But there are some teams that, like if you look at seeds basically six through ten they're hovering around 500 so it's a lot of teams that have dealt with injuries matchup issues load management so i really think it always comes down to who are your top five guys and how do they match up with the rest of the five guys i find the regular season it's a lot of load management it's a lot of injuries it's a lot of who's your top eight nine guys how deep are you and um, I think some teams take the regular season a little more seriously than others, and I, I, I don't put that, that much stock into matchups this year on how they faced. I think I look at more how they look and how they played if they played each other in the playoffs last year. Because um, again, we 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 all know this as NBA fans, the game's different in the playoffs. Like just the way offense works, the defense. Um, obviously, there is some level. Like I'm not comparing. Um, the Denver Nuggets to the San Antonio Spurs or even a team like the Jazz. Like, clearly there's a difference, but I think that difference is not as big if you were to look in the playoffs. That's why it's so funny to me that everyone's talking about the Kings potentially making the conference finals when they haven't even been in the playoffs for like 30 (laughs) years. And we expect this young team who doesn't play any defense to come in and not only win a round, but win two rounds? Yo, they have the like, beam, come though. Come on, man. Have you seen the beam in the they playoffs? They do have the advantage of the beam. They do. The beam in the playoffs, though. No one's seen that, right? Do we think it's going to be like an even stronger <laughs> beam when they win in the playoffs? Yo, like, What are they going to do with the beam? Are they going to make it like three beams instead of one? They'll have two beams. Yeah. I think they'll shoot beams at the other... Crossing and cross yeah, they'll shoot beams at the other team's arena. <laughs> you cross beams though. That's like a question. cross beams. Oh, it might be a yeah, little much. Well, they have to get that uh, old lady from um, what is it called? Uh, the Myers movie. What's it called again? Uh, oh my Jamie God. Lee Curtis. I don't know what her name. The is. Halloween movies. No, 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 no. Um, Austin the Powers Myers movies. movies. Light the beams. Oh. <laughs> they Yo, gotta Vivek's get her for it. the after. You know, Vivek the post game. It. That is one obscure ass reference, but also they got Fifty Cent. They can get anybody they want. <laughs> don't under don't underestimate the Kings, Josh. Second the Kings round. Are gonna 
uh, I actually hope that they win a round, especially if they play like Golden State or something. That'd be the most amazing thing. I just want Golden State to lose in the first round no matter who they play. Josh is just hating. Oh. Just hating. Yeah. Pure like then later he's gonna be like, Steph is so good. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors are I know, I know well, it's coming. Honestly it's coming. Like it's if it wasn't if it wasn't for Draymond, the Warriors would be so much easier to enjoy. Hundred percent. But he's just so goddamn annoying. Yeah, man. but like you guys, like I, he is. The trash talk is good. Some of it's funny, but for the most part, it's just like, eh. Yeah, it's like dog. We get it. You know, you rode. You rode, You literally had the best setup for your for your skill set ever, right? Like you rode the two best shooters in NBA history. You're amazing at defense. You did your job, but you rode them. It's yeah. cool. And and for a part, you rode one of the like the top ten score in history, top five score in history at the same time. Yeah, Come yeah. On, like I, without getting into it, I think all basketball fans actually know this. But can you hate the man for creating a name for himself? Right, like people are listening, yes. and <laughs> yes, people are <laughs> yeah. listening, and I, yeah. Yo, I can't yo. hate him for it. I can respect the hustle, Raj. You can respect the hustle. It doesn't mean you have to enjoy it. Oh, absolutely, it. for sure. There's. Yes, I, I'm not, oh my god, Golden State's my favorite team, but I still know when push comes to shove in the playoffs, they're going to be a tough out. And uh, assuming Steph is healthy, that's what I think. Like, I... They won't be. Not not with uh, Draymond playing like every game like it's December, or uh, Jordan Poole just chucking up shots like he's at the Y. It's just going to be... Golden State's figured out, man. Oh my god, we said this last year, and then they won the finals. Like, yeah, they beat a, a hapless Mavericks team and uh, a Nuggets team who had one player. Hey, they won. They won, right? Like, I'm. I agree. They had they had an easy road, and they took it. Yeah. Congratulations, you did your job exactly. See, you said I was hating two years before. I'm not the one who's hating. He's hating. I'm just hoping 100%. that they lose. I'm not a hater. 100%. Oh, no. I don't want to hear Draymond shit anymore. Josh is already hedging. Josh is already hedging. <laughs> I'm afraid of Golden State, honestly. Like, I actually want the Nuggets to go to the finals this year, but uh, it's not looking so good right now. No, man. It's, it's awful. Yo, Jamal Murray looks slow. Oh, man. He is... Everything is just off. That is, This most recent knee injury is not great for this team. Yeah, it doesn't make sense what they're doing with him right now. Like, I understand why he played in the Toronto game. He wants to play in front of his family, but he's probable for the next game against the Pistons. Like, rest the guy. Sit him. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because I think he wants to play. I don't think it's the team. Obviously, he well, wants. He's to play. afraid of Reggie. Sometimes you have job. to save players from <laughs> themselves. <laughs> Reggie. <laughs> Yo, Reggie's gonna have a revenge game next <laughs> game. Rush, just yeah. watch. Can be a sweet, sweet revenge. Eh? <laughs> yeah, just watch, man. Um, can we move east real quick? Because the Milwaukee Bucks have clearly taken over the top seed in the East. They're three games above the Celtics right now, who have somehow free fallen. And uh, you know, our Josh, our boy Jay Crowder is headed straight back to the playoffs and most likely the conference finals at least. Yeah, yeah. Once again, he's he's doing so much for a team that's uh, in title contention. X playing, factor. What, five minutes a game. Yo, no, no surprise yeah. that he's playing on number one seeds, making the finals. This guy is just the X factor. 
Yeah, clearly he's the one that's leading these teams to the playoffs and the finals every year. Um, but on a real note, uh, <laughs> you know, the Bucks Yo, are... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you continue, I just want to read you off his numbers. In 11 games so far, obviously none started. He's played uh, 18.6 minutes per game, shooting 48% from the field and 39% from the three. It's pretty good. Those are better numbers from three than the past... Uh, uh, let's say like five years. What's he averaging? Like five points a game? <laughs> Six. Oh. <laughs> hey. Wow. 18 minutes. What can you expect? And he's not starting. Hey, man. With it, yeah, with a team this deep, like what can you really yeah. do? Yeah. But I mean, uh, you know, the Bucks. I think they're the closest thing to the Tim Duncan, San Antonio Spurs right now. Just in terms of like they play the same style every single game. Their system is what it is. They're not going to really change based on the opponent. Thus far, anyway. In the playoffs, they might have to a little bit. Um, but the system works, right? And Brooke Lopez is playing maybe the best he's ever played in his career overall, um, just from a two-way perspective. And he's just a menace at the rim. And, uh, you he know. He's big, too, eh? He's gotten, like, bigger than he was before. And my God, he's a beast. Yeah, he, he looks huge. I mean, he added, like, 10, 20 pounds in the last offseason, it looked like. And he was already big. He looks like two yeah. Al Horfords out there. And Al Horford's a big boy. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I remember actually hearing a story from Sam Mitchell on NBA TV. It was just having it on in the background. And apparently, Brooke was down low on a drill when he was back in uh, the Nets and Sam Mitchell was an assistant. He had one of those pads that sometimes the coaches use just to kind of fight off the players to simulate a body. And I think it was, was it? Uh, the, who was the coach of the Nets back in like 2015 when Brook Lopez? Avery? Could have been, yeah. yeah. Avery, yeah. maybe kid. Whatever. Coach was yelling at him and then Sam Mitchell was behind the pad holding it up and then Brook just put a shoulder into him and broke two of his ribs through the pad. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Sam Mitchell's a big guy too. Sam Mitchell's like 6'8". Yeah. Like... Like maybe, strong. Maybe Brooke Lopez should have fought John Jones recently. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have put up a better fight than Cyril Gane. Mm-hmm. God damn. That was not not pretty. Um Brooke Lopez, DPOY? Mm. Not too late to campaign for it, is it? Man, if the stats I th- nerds can't get Jokic a third NBA or it, as if it's a debate, there's no way that Lopez is gonna <sighs> get the same love. It's the truth. It's not that like I don't think he deserves it. I'm just telling you the reality. It's not just the stat nerds that think Jokic is the MVP. No. The guy's averaging a triple-double on 63% from the field. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? No, I'm saying, I, I'm exactly saying the same thing you are. <laughs> I'm saying if there's a debate about Jokic not winning his third MVP in a row, like, it should be a, almost a closed case barring any injuries, then Lopez would have zero consideration. Just the way how we look at these awards and how they're actually voted upon i don't think lopez will get the same love because look Jokic clearly should be the mvp i was saying the facts jj i was saying the facts all right and you got so angry in that clip it was amazing <laughs> um but yeah i mean like in terms of dpoy i think it's between him and jaron jackson at this point um if the raptors had a better record like og's been like phenomenal the entire year it just one guy can't carry a defense, honestly, and he doesn't have enough around him. Yeah, or else Aaron Gordon would be in contention if one guy could carry a defense. Yes. Come on, man. Yeah, it's true. 
It's true. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, Brooke has been amazing the entire season on both ends of the court. And, you know, like Middleton's not really fully back yet in terms of his overall game. Like you watch him out there and like against Sacramento, he looked really good. But before that, he looks he still looks rusty and he's probably at 70% of what he was. So as he continues to ramp up, uh, you know, Milwaukee's only going to get better at this point. And I, I mean, I called I said that Boston's going to make the finals from the East. I'm not going to switch that now just based on this, you know, stretch of play, honestly. I think they're sort of going through the same thing as what Denver's going through right now. It's like a late season malaise, and I think by the time the season ends, they'll look fine. I had Milwaukee, Denver, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I I think Milwaukee has to be at least the favorite now. The continuity, the defense, um, Brooks just challenging everything at the rim, and I think the Celtics obviously do have shooting on their team. Um, but it'll be a good matchup. I really do hope that those two teams are in the Eastern Conference Finals. But I think the edge has to go to Milwaukee, but it's close. Okay, moving on in the East then. Do you guys think that, I mean, Raj, you, you like your big men. Do you think that the 76ers have a real chance be behind this Embiid-Harden combination this year? Or are you not feeling it? Because this team in terms of, con- not continuity, but like chemistry is... Looking pretty good. And Harden's actually deferring to Embiid whenever you really, you know, want that, like, that guy to have the ball, right? Yeah. Like, I think Embiid's having a great season, and they've definitely played better in the last, what, 20 games or so as a team. Um, But I I, I still think it comes down to it's hard for a big man um, who isn't the primary playmaker like Jokic is to really have that big influence in the game because – Someone has to get him the ball. And Harden has just shown in the past and um, that when it comes to crunch time, um, he hasn't performed. And eventually he's going to have to make big plays as well. And I also think another thing with Philadelphia is they just don't have enough shooting on their team. Like reliable shooting. Um, I think that plus the fact that they're going to rely on Harden or Maxi to get and be the ball um throughout the games that's going to be the big challenge for them so do i see them having a a good playoff sure i think if they end up playing the celtics in the second round which again that's what it looks like whether it's two versus three or like whoever's in the second versus third um i i still think the edge has to go to boston they've had philadelphia's number they have wings that are athletic big strong um, and they just have more. So shooting. how can you say they're gonna have a good playoffs then? Well, they're gonna probably win the first round, uh, and I think I, I most likely think they'll end up having a very good season against a good Celtics team. So yeah, I'd say it's a like typical second round exit for Philadelphia in Game Six or Seven. So how's that a good season? Well, like, are they a better team on paper than Milwaukee or Boston? No, but you're saying that they're going to have a good season by bowing out in the second round. That doesn't make any sense. No, I meant like I don't see them not making it to the second round, but I do see them hitting their ceiling, and there's just two teams in the East that are better than them, and I think they're going to end up losing. So they are who they are. Like I think if you look at their rosters, if you ask Daryl Morey, he didn't look, doesn't look at this roster and be like, we are definitely the better team in terms of roster. We definitely have like a better coaching. Like I don't think he can look at his team and honestly say that like yeah like 
they have a chance. They have a fighter's chance. Someone gets injured. Someone like Tatum has a few bad games. Um, like uh, the role players on Boston don't show up a couple of games. Yeah, they have a fighting chance, but I I think they're going to hit where they're expecting to hit. And what most NBA fans know is they're not a championship quality team. And if they had a bit more shooting, and if Harden has shown at least once in the playoffs that he is a clutch performer, then I'll be like, yeah, they could easily make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think your expectations are completely off um, in comparison to what Daryl Morey thinks. I think, you know, they think that they're a championship contender. Yeah, but that's sure. what they say. Like, do they actually, if, if Morey had to bet his kids' lives on it, he wouldn't because he knows the <laughs> truth, right? Like, you, you say the right things because you're never going to go into a fucking presser or, like, go into a team thing and be like, yeah, we're actually, like, the third best team in the East, but we're going to try our best. Like No, but they built this team to win now, right? Like, they know that if this thing goes off the rails and they lose in the second round again, you know, James Harden might leave at that point, and then Joel Embiid is stuck with this roster where he has one and a half good players left. You know, Tyrese Maxey and hey, Tobias hey, Harris. Come on. What? Yeah, that's two good players. Tobias Harris is half a good player, yeah. especially in the playoffs. Yo, half. relax. He's, no, none of this slang. Like, he's not man. a bad player. He's just not a star, but he's getting paid like a star. That's the issue. No, but I mean, like, Philadelphia has maybe the most pressure on, you know, besides, like, the Suns, I guess, um, to actually, and the Clippers, honestly, to win this year, especially in the Eastern Conference. I think out of all the teams, they're probably, like, they probably have the most pressure out of anybody. Because, again, like, you have James Harden's contract up, and they can't really replace him based on their salary cap situation. And at that point, maybe Embiid looks at their situation and says, I want out, and then you're back to square one of the process, <laughs> which would be hilarious in itself. But they have a ton of pressure on them this year, and second round and out is not good enough. Yeah, and it, like they have to beat whoever they face in the second round. Yeah, but at least. But if you looked at their roster at the start of the second round, assuming let's say today's roster, how teams are playing, would you say that they have a better team? And you're you're pretty knowledgeable about the NBA. Would they have a better team than the Bucks or the Celtics? Would you look at them and say, No, of course okay. not. But that's not their expectation. Their expectation is. They're going to beat these teams because they have enough. Correct. That's what they think. Right? Yeah, but that's not wishful what I thinking. Like th- that's great, and 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 you you wish to to have success, and you wish to compete. And again, like sports is not on paper; it's about performance. There's obviously some element of just getting hot at the right time, and and having lucky bounces, and making those hustle plays. And I I definitely think that's a huge part of it. And it's not like they have zero chance. It's not like we're looking at a team that's clearly inferior. But hey, you know what? Their expectations are high. I'm not saying that. I'm not disagreeing with that. But most knowledgeable NBA fans, people who are big fans of the game, know that this team is not equipped the same way the Celtics are or the Bucks. There's clearly like an A plus category and then there's an a minus or an a and the philadelphia 76ers are in that a minus a they're not in that a plus tier no but there is thought out there that if james harden plays to the level that he's capable of that they can beat anybody which maybe that's correct i mean he showed that against the bucks the last game that they played them and honestly the bucks are a better matchup for them than the celtics are because the math game as you mentioned like philadelphia just doesn't have enough shooting especially against the celtics 
So even if they outplay them in certain games, it's sort of like you know going back to uh, last year with Golden State against a lot of their opponents, especially against Dallas, um, where Golden State just shut down the three-point line. Um, the math game is in their favor in terms of Boston versus Philadelphia. Um, so Philadelphia would have to you know get to the line 35, 40 times a game, which they're capable of, obviously. And it's going to be a super boring series if that happens. Um, but you know, if James Harden actually plays like he's capable of, can they beat those two teams? Maybe, maybe the Bucks, but they're not going to match up with the Bucks if they, you know, don't make the conference finals anyway, based on the standings. And you know, against the Celtics, I don't see it. But uh, like I said, if they lose in round two, this entire thing could just blow up in their faces. And and, and I'm not disagreeing. Everyone might be out. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing that it likely won't end well for them. I'm just saying, like, if you had to make a bet, you would say they'd go out in the second round. Right? They might go out in the first round. What? If they play the Nets? They play the whoa. Knicks? Whoa, 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 whoa. They're not going out against the Knicks. If okay. they play the Come Knicks on. in the first round, there's a chance that they lose. I need to see Knicks, Celtics. That's what I need. That'd be fun. I need to see Tom Thibodeau. The Knicks have the Celtics That'd number. Be, I, would, right. I need to see Tom Thibodeau try to play his players 49 minutes a game. Ooh, 49, <laughs> yeah, eh? Yeah, he's going to like make them play like like extra hard in practice or something like that. Do like a full-on scrimmage before the game. Yeah, do suicides before the game. <laughs> no, he's practicing defense during timeouts, yeah, exactly. man. That's it. Come on now. Shuffle your feet! Yeah. <laughs> um, Low-key, the Nets have been very entertaining. I don't think we need to talk about the Nets because I don't think they're going to go that far in the playoffs. If anywhere at all. But this Nets team of pure athletic wing players who can shoot the ball sounds a lot like what the Toronto Raptors tried to do. Yeah, but yeah, but the Raptors went big and they didn't focus on like overall offensive skill set. They just went on like size. Yeah, and the Nets have sure. a lot of length and a lot of shooting, but they don't have a lot of like bulk <laughs> so you know true yeah in, in the current matchup with uh you know they're gonna play Embiid right now in the first round that's uh that's tough <laughs> yo Nerland's Noel is gonna foul out in the first 10 minutes of the game Nick Claxton is uh probably gonna get like four ribs broken yeah. six eight however many ribs you want to break yeah, yeah. like they they literally probably saw the the standings they're like yo we're probably gonna end up playing and B, we got to collect all the wings to pick up all the fouls we're going to get. Like, that's probably why they decided not to trade one of their wings. Yeah. Loki, I would put, like, Dor- Dorian Finney-Smith on him just to see what happens. I mean, it worked against Jokic. So that's probably the best yeah. bet, honestly, just playing Smith at, uh, you know, at center. And then just shooting a ton of threes and then just blitzing Embiid and just making the other guys beat them. You know, now that I'm, ta- yeah. I'm sort of talking myself into this now. <laughs> You're just talking yourself into the Philadelphia 76 first round exit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, Josh, hit us with some stats corner. Absolutely. So I will give you guys a choice. First, I'm going to give you some trivia, actually, just in oh. terms of the MVP talk. In the last, let's go with 30 years. In the last. 30 years. Are you Kendrick Perkins? 
Oh my god. There have been three white <laughs> MVPs. <laughs> no, it's not that. Um, how many of the players like actually qualified? We're not basing this on the strike seasons. Um, how many players have played under 70 games that have won MVP in the last 30 years? Five. So since 93, eh? Under 70? Is that what you said? Yes. And this is not counting Carl Malone in the 98-99 season because they had a strike that year, obviously. We don't we don't mention that name around here. It's the child-friendly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the mailman does not deliver to this podcast. Oh, um, Raj said five. I'll go eight. The correct answer is two. Well, and that wow. is Giannis in 1920. 1920. And LeBron in 2011-12. <laughs> oh, my God. You said Giannis in 1920. Yeah, it took me a second on that one. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Uh, sorry, what year was the LeBron one? 11-12? Yeah. Hmm. Lazy-ass LeBron. That's why he never won MVPs after that. It's true. Um, <laughs> it's okay. So we can choose between either uh, the most points per minute this season, or we can choose between the most efficient and least efficient in isolation. Which one do you want? Raj, you pick. Points per minute. All right, so who has the most points per minute this season that qualifies, that has played in enough games? Dame. Number four at 0.89 points per minute. Mm. Hold on. If you have not listened to the Damian Lillard podcast on JJ with JJ Reddick, man, you got to listen to that shit. Dame eviscerates this whole generation of players who think they're, not who think, but who he deems are too entitled. And are too lazy. It was just... Who, was who is he talking about great. in that podcast? Like, who do you think he was referencing? No names. No, Trey oh, wow. Young. No <laughs> names. <laughs> That's good. I mean, he acted as if there was that was not happening at the time. It's like, there's so many players back then where they were getting babied by their franchises as soon as they came in, too. Yep. It's ridiculous. But the degrees changed. He's talking as if he was, enjoy... like, you know, playing in the 90s. He's, like, one of those guys now. Uh, he was drafted in 2012, which is hilarious. Um, but I just enjoy Dame being that old guy now. He brought up some I good like points, it. And, and he's putting up numbers. It's not like he's that old guy who's, like, washed up and just, like, talking shit. Like, he's not like he's, he's Udonis Haslam just chilling on the bench, right? Like, he is full-on putting, putting on numbers that, like, could be carrying a playoff team in other years. But his team and just honestly, sucks. Dame, like, this is not a Dame podcast, but he's performed at a level consistently in the crunch for his organization and there's probably never been a season where you looked at the trailblazers and were like wow they clearly underperformed there's been a lot of seasons where you look at them and you're like you know what they performed probably exactly where they should or they probably overperformed given their roster so hey he brought them to the western conference finals man well he and cj i don't know if that was even like that was the Let's just. I think they probably want to forget about that. That was like, uh, yeah, like you need to be this high to be part of, or this tall to play in the Western Conference Finals, and they were this short. They like got rejected so quickly. Hey, they made it, man. Yeah, that was the equivalent of the Hawks making the the finals, the Eastern Conference Finals, a couple of years ago. It's like that should have never happened in the first place, and then it gave them an expectation for the next year that just was not fair. not attainable. Yeah. But so getting yeah, back but to the most points per minute, Embiid. who else do we got? Embiid. 
Number two at point nine five. Giannis. Number one point nine six. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Mitchell. No. Oh, okay. Give me the Slim Reaper. Uh, number eight point eight two four. Honestly, this one's pretty easy if you just look at points per game. <laughs> Jokic? No. Hell no, man. You know how many games that guy just decides not to score? Uh, Luca. Yeah. Yep, number 3.91. Who's the other guy scoring over 30 points a game? Jason Tatum? One more guy? Hmm. No, it's a good guess, but uh, he's actually not on the list. Shea. Oh, wow. Yes, 0.88. Canadian brethren. You want to do one Team more Canada quickly? Leader. Let's, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Do you want the most efficient in isolation or least efficient? Least. least. Yeah, let's, let's, let's shit on some people. All right, Come so on. I'll give you the teams because you're probably not going to get most of these, and then you tell me who it is. Minimum number of attempts, so, though? Uh, yes, qualifying players, okay. yes. So number one is a Raptor. Oh, my God. Of course. Do it, Raj. Fred VanVleet. Light him on fire. Nope. Oh, that's not as exciting. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. Nope. Damn. Oh, my God. I'm disappointed. Oh, Scotty Barnes. Nope. It's not Pascal. Oh, my God. No. This is embarrassing. Who's, you both are an just awful, annexed from the podcast. Who's an awful ISO player on the Raptors? Malachi? <laughs> Oh my god! You better edit this part out. <laughs> oh my god! This is embarrassing. Does he even play? How are we? Mi- oh my god! Yeah, which is like the most minutes in the NBA. Oh my goodness! What? In- inefficient scores. Inefficient in isolation. Least efficient in isolation. You've named like every single Raptor starter except for Jakob Pertl and this guy. OG? OG? Thank wow. you, finally. 0. 0.70 points per possession. You, where, He's so mechanical, really? man. Come on. Jeez, I thought, to be honest, ah. like you were saying OG is going to take a big step up this year and all that. Like, yeah. Oh, don't bring this back on me. <laughs> you fucked up Dude, here, not me. I thought, I thought OG made God handle this. Yeah, I know. I thought happened. he was looking good in preseason, Josh. <laughs> Maybe he was practicing with the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> Oh. Hey, sometimes you can't right, upgrade on, the on. computers, you know? He is, he's a little bit robotic <laughs> out there. All right, move on. Next. Next Cleveland. Team. Karis LeVert. No. Starter. He's a starter. Mm-hmm. Mobley? Correct. 0.74 points per possession. Damn. Golden State Warriors. Draymond. <laughs> no, he doesn't qualify. There's no <laughs> way he qualifies. There's no way he qualifies. Jordan Poole. Nope. Give me Jordan Poole. No. Wow. Does Wig- no, Wiggins qualifies? Wiggins does qualify. 0. 0.76 points per possession. What's the deal with the Wiggins? Wow. I know he's been out for some family re- or not family, but personal reasons. Nobody knows. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah, nobody knows. We just know he's in I Minnesota. See. Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee. ISO player. Can't be Drew. Can't be Giannis. Not not Brooke. Brooks too damn I think good. Josh just made this stat up, but I know Crowder doesn't qualify, so don't even try, Josh. Oh. Has he even had an isolation all year? 
I mean, he's been in isolation. Of course not. <laughs> he's been isolated the whole year. Is it uh, Chris Middleton? Nope. Grayson Allen? No. No. Is it one of the guys I named? No. Drew? Brooke Lopez. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're just going to keep going. Pat Connaughton. Oh, my God. Let's go. Giannis? Oh, my God. What's <laughs> happening? No, Giannis is like one of the best shooters. I have no idea. This is like a real rotation player, right? Yes. This is the exact Bo- same thing as the Raptors. You've named everybody but this guy. Is he a starter? Yes. No, no we already named all no, the starters. No, you didn't. I said Drew. You didn't say I Drew. Said we, Russ, yeah, he did. I did. I must have misheard then. It is Drew. Come on, man. Yeah, he said it first, Josh. Give it us a break. <laughs> and the last guy <laughs> plays for the Hawks. He got traded there in the trade deadline. Oh, Sadiq Bay. Let's go. Yep. Point Wrap it seven, up. Seven, four. And surprisingly, Darius Garland, number six, point seven eight. Wow. That's what happens when you play with Mitchell. I mean, nah, I mean, he's playing with two bays. There's no space. And Mitchell just... Cleveland actually has no spacing whatsoever with Allen and Mobley yeah. in there. It's rough. It's rough. It's they true. need a three that can shoot. But alas, that's it. That's all. And we're going to call it here. I want to thank everyone for listening. Please remember to rate and subscribe on iTunes and on Spotify. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Hoops Corner Pod. And until next time, peace. Peace.